Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Bonnet, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here. K-N-O-N, 89.3 FM on your dial. Glad to have you with us. And um, we just got so much to talk about. I was reading some articles uh, on the Internet. One by Robert Petrie. Uh, and Petrie was calling out uh, certain members of the Dallas City Council and uh, other elected officials. You want to know why? Why are elected officials so quiet? And I thought about it, the only one I know that's really on that council that's really been outspoken for us is Miss Carolyn O. She's the only one. The other two males, they, I'm not saying they had done anything, but they are quiet on issues. They're quiet. I haven't said they haven't done anything. But uh, they're quiet. And, uh, you know, why? It's Betty Culver basically saying some of the same things. Betty Culver, Robert Petrie, people listen to me. These have been two stalwarts and two powerhouses in our community for years, ever since I was a little boy. And, well, anyway, they have stood up and did outspoken on certain issues. And uh, it's been a long time since it seemed like we had so many quiet politicians. Quiet politicians I want to talk about this morning. One of the things. Other things, well, we got before us the young men coming from from Mexico, the border. What do we do with this situation? Ah, uh, they're bringing them in. They're staying at the KB and the Hutchinson uh, Center, that old memorial auditorium down there. And uh, we're housing them. Go uh, go in there trying to find transitional housing or permanent homes. I don't know all they're doing. They're not with their parents. They're, they say they're 15 to 17 years old. What do you think of this situation? Uh, there are those who will critique this thing by saying, uh, we have so many homeless people here in Dallas that, uh, that we've never done hardly just a little far. Find them a shelter somewhere, but on extreme cold nights, you see them out there on the streets. And, uh, wondering, uh, where is our models? Do we do things just for show to get publicity? While we still have people on the streets in America, we're reaching out to others. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but this is a situation that needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. Ah, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Should see my whole thinking on when it comes to immigration. 
the whole thing is America's greatest country on the face of the earth. It's the greatest. It's the most powerful. And it makes it great. And what it makes it so bad is that the people who made this country the greatest on earth, America has never taken care of. America has left to linger in poverty. Uh, not all, but all, but, but too many, too, too many have lingered in poverty, destitution, and, and America still hates to do anything, really still has his finger on the oppression button with the people that made America great. That's the reason why America just didn't jump up and become the greatest country in the world. No, no. You had to have something that nobody else had in order to defeat them, to beat them economically, to beat them socially, and beat them politically. And I don't know about socially, but to beat them politically or whatever, militarily. But America never taking care of those people. What about the people that America don't want to do anything for the ones who made America great? What about this? What about it? And it's time for this ridiculousness in. Joe Biden, he's president, he got the black vote. He got it. But what will he do to truly help black America from the, from the things that have happened to black America and still happening to black America, still redlined, is still being discriminated against? Why? You say you... You're, we are open democracy, which we're not. But you don't want to take care of those who made this country great. I wonder about this. I wonder about these situations. Call me, 972-647-1893. I wonder about these situations. I wonder why. Why is it? Why is it we uh, America can't take care of its own? When I say its own, the people who made America great, who were kidnapped and brought here. I wonder why. I wonder why. And then we began to look at all politics. Usually the, the first black president so-called first black when he wasn't. No, he was not. No, Barack Obama, according to the white man's definition of black uh, blackness, uh, non-whiteness, Barack Obama was not the first black president. But I didn't know. According to their own calculation, he should have been considered black. His grandmother was a black woman. Ask anybody. Well, the older people did it just by dead in Bonham. I used to ask them years ago. So yes, his grandmother lived there in Bonham. 
Abraham Lincoln. We talk about his father being a runaway man, and sure, he was a black man. Lincoln was half black. <laughs> he was, which means all black. According to the white man's definition, black and white. And when we look at these things, great statesmen like Alexander Hamilton, he was black. And when I look at these things, look at what is going on. Look how good and true black men have lived in America, have gone off to war, fought, lost his life and limbs and everything else. And we're still talking about what a great, what a great country we are. We're great in some ways, but awful. Terroristic country, in other ways. We live under terrorism. Just let a squad car pull up behind a black person. Most black people get terrified because you just don't never know what's going to happen. All right, y'all, you're calling. You're calling. 972-647-1893. And I want to hear what you have to say. Let's deal with reality this morning. Let's deal with true reality. We invite others, but don't take care of its main business. Us, who took care of America when called upon. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from David. Good morning, David. Oh, morning, Rip. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm pretty good. Uh, it's still dark out here. I'm the guy from uh, California. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, out here in California, you know, about 10, no, almost 20 years ago. We got uh, sucker punched by uh, Enron. Uh huh. So, yeah. you know, just a couple of weeks ago, Texans did too. Uh, you know, Enron doesn't exist, but the, the laws that gave Enron right. the power to charge, uh, what was it, $9,000 a, a kilowatt mm-hmm. hour? Yeah. Or excuse me, a megawatt hour. Uh, it, it, what it, I think the average megawatt price was twenty one dollars. That they, the laws of Texas say that in an emergency they can charge you nine thousand dollars an hour. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I was looking at the uh, Texas Tribune. Uh, they've got a brand new article yesterday. Uh, Texas chief energy regulator uh, fiercely defends fuels after historical blackouts. But it goes on to say that she has uh, a whole lot of energy investments. So she's not, you know, pure conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. And the article starts naming names. Uh, I, I think her last name is Craddock. And her, mm-hmm. uh, I think her father is a uh, congresswoman or congressman, a state congressman. And he's also got the same conflicts of interest. And, uh, uh, State legislator, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and and so this whole idea that Texas, I mean, I, I'm glad you opened up with that uh, issue of, you know, uh, that America claims to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but when you get down to the, uh, to the reality of it, uh, Texas, how is it that they can't have a conflict of interest uh, law in Texas? And to allow the uh, regulator 
to have conflicts of interest. The legislature have conflicts of interest. The governor and the uh, attorney general have conflicts of interest. This article is just, it just names names. Every one of the top people uh, that are supposed to be dealing with the aftermath of this horror, uh, you know, that of the uh, power grid, Mm-hmm. They're the ones that set it up so that there could be no federal lawsuits uh, over the way that they just fleeced Texas. Well, have you noticed Texas has always been a, 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 the state that drug out things that are terrible toward people longer than anyone else? We even well, drug, drug, it drugged out uh, slavery. We should have been free. You know, January 1st, 1863, we should have been free. But no, Texas didn't do it. And Gordon Granger came to Galveston, which was on an island. It's not even on the mainland of Texas. And gave and, and, and let them know that they were free in Texas. Texas is known to drag behind everything. Church. And it, it wants to be the greatest state. Don't let nobody fool you. They, they, they are those who would love for Texas to overtake California. But, but we have such backwards politicians. I mean, outdated. And uh, these, these politicians, these are, uh, Republicans, they ought to be ashamed of themselves for doing some of the things they've done. Do you, you, you remember uh, how those Texas oil, or not, they weren't oil men, I guess they were the Texas cattlemen, mm-hmm. and they started marrying uh, European princes. Right. And, uh, they'd have the uh, the daughters marry into aristocracy. Mm-hmm. I, I've always wondered whether or not that's part of the problem. That they well, really do believe that they, you know, that those phony princes and kings mm-hmm. and all that sort of joke, uh, that those really had some measure of, of a man and that they, they fell for it and that they pushed it onto the state. Well, racism as we know it today basically came from European aristocracy. And Texas is the hub of it. A lot of people don't realize this state has a lot of influence because the textbooks of America are usually filtered through Texas. Yeah, I know. Uh, Texas tells uh, just about every other state what books we ought to read and what we shouldn't read. And you know we're not going to get any uh, progressive liberating books coming through Texas. You're just not going to do it. It, It's a shame we, we, but I blame this on us. As long as we remain as silent as we are and uh, non-aggressive, we will not, we will not move forward. We have got to do a lot of things. A lot of work needs to be done here in Texas. First of all, we need to remove your governor, your lieutenant governor, your railroad commissioner, and all of the attorney general. We all of them need to go. They need to go. All right. Yeah, it just it just names them all in this article. If you get a chance to read it, uh-huh. so I was just gonna, you know, you, you which know, the, which article you say? Uh, it's in the uh, Texas Trib. It's uh, let's see, it's called uh, uh, Texas Chief Energy Regulator Fiercely Defended Fossil Fuels After Historic Blackouts. It, uh-huh. it came out yesterday. Okay. And, uh, so it's one of the lead articles on the on the Texas Trib dot uh, uh, org. Tribune.org. And, uh, uh, yeah, just, I guess, to wrap it up, uh, you remember how Texas is so massive. Uh, What is it, like the equal of one-third of the lower 48? One-twelve. It's one-twelve, but it was supposed to have been split into four different states. 
they got to the front door of that and didn't change their minds because well, the, 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 the state is so masterfully believe. When you yeah, look at it on the antiquous uh, 50, I mean 48, hell, it, it, it looks bigger than, than one twelfth of the well, rest of the United the States. Yeah. yeah, the well, way they drew the map. You know, they, I was just leading up to the old, uh, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket uh, mm-hmm. kind of idea. And when you can take a fool, you know, whether it's Governor Abbott or the, you know, the mm-hmm. railroad commissioner or any of them, you know, one fool can make that much land area suffer. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's very much an issue of putting your all your eggs in one basket. And, uh, you know, we've seen uh, various times out here in California, you know, we had bad governors and the whole state had to, mm-hmm. to suffer from it. Well, Texas, uh, you know, they believe it, it's bad enough that you've got a whole bunch of people like the Hunt Brothers or, you know, any number of different uh, famous old rich families that married into aristocracy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gets into, you're, you're probably aware of the old King Leopold right. of Belgium. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he believed that the Belgian Congo, that he, he owned it as his personal estate, and that no laws of Belgium applied to his personal estate, and that's how he could kill one-third of the, of people? the people on yeah. his estate. But now, didn't Patrice Malumba, uh, he worked against him so hardly, but they finally killed him. Uh, well, it, it, it was later, but... It, uh, I, yeah, I'm up against a break. I sure hate that. All right, thank you, and the rest of you, all the lines. We'll I'll come back and take your calls. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Who do we have on, Jason? We have an anonymous caller. All right. Good morning. You're on KNON. Anonymous caller? You heard me? Yes. Hey, uh, brother. Uh, my name yeah. is Warren. Yeah, all right. Uh, Good morning. I was, listening, I was listening to what you said. I want to come in on the children that, that children are coming here. Mm-hmm. I was listening to what you were saying. You were really right about that. Uh, what they were thinking about. I think they're taking up the room for, I say the homeless people. Because you told me now, I do work for the homeless area. I'm in a homeless people, homeless, over on the Crossing County in 30, mm-hmm. Madison County. I see most of them. I call it in any other race. And as far as the kids coming here, I got a thought about that. I think, and mom and daddy could have put them up doing I don't know. I'm just thinking that. But anyway, you know, the Bible's to raise a child up in the way it could go. And when it get older, it won't be hard for me. It's mm-hmm. hard for me, mom and daddy. Why they Why they got to come way to the United States? And, and then they put them up, like you say, in the bureau. And, and I want them to see they got kids laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm, thinking, I'm thinking they won't let them be in, in places like that. Because a lot of the, you know, the, not only the blacks, a lot of them got... Well, here's here's what I'm saying. 
about this whole. This is African Americans' golden opportunity. This is our opportunity. I said that all the time. Before you uh, uh, go all the way out and letting everybody in, let us be a true American citizens first. Yes. This is our golden opportunity. Hey, let us be true American citizens. I'm not against children coming here, trying to escape violence and and in poverty or whatever the thing. That's fine with me. But, but you haven't taken care of home. Take care of home, too. That's what I'm talking about. Where are they, Pastor? Where are they, Mom and Daddy? Well, I, I don't know. You, you can't. I, 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 I'm sort of reluctant a lot of times to go on what the media will say because I know the media lies. Oh, I know they lie. Teenage, I'm gonna say a little bit, and I'm through. Our, our kids gonna leave and where they stay and go miles, and mom and daddy not around. Man, have been in this destitute situation for a long time. Still discriminated against, still redlined, still treated as if you are a slave. But they gonna act, go or parade around the world like they are, open the door, open arms, we, we love you in America. No, it's our time. You can love all you want, but make sure you take care of us first. We built this country. Make sure you take care of us first. I'm talking about the Democrats, the Republicans, or whatever you are, Whig, or whatever you want to reach back and get. But time's out of playing, just playing politics with black folk. 972-647-1893, who do we have? Let's go to Tony. All righty. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, man. How you doing? Fine. You doing all right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good day. Anyway, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go to history. And one of the uh, arguments, and one thing I'm going to keep saying, is we'll control the history books, control the hearts and minds of our kids. That's right. And and we have black school board attendants. We have black superintendents. We have black teachers. And as long as they are complicit in, in teaching our kids what is the, the normal, which mm-hmm. is the white, white, white is the normal and the default, they are not, they're not, they're not pushing the line. And the reason I bring this up is, is because, uh, of 500 years, of 500 years, Western world has ruled the world. Now, in history, we've we got 5,000 new Chinese, you have African, and you have the uh, indigenous people of this country, of, of America. Now, you can go back and find stuff from 5,000 years, but Western world is not that far back. Mm-hmm. And so, so, if you look at the channel of time, they, they only had a, a, a speck of time. They know that they're Normal, their normalness is getting ready to be changed. And so, like you said earlier, 
people don't, don't know uh, about Patrice Mumumba, mm -hmm. about Stephen D. Cole. They have uh, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll, I'll say this, hmm. even with African American studies in Texas right now, they're not going to hear about those people. Yeah. They're not going to hear about what you said about Adam Hamilton coming from the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Oh, what color is his, his, his parents? So that part, they want to learn. One was black, one was white. <laughs> which, <laughs> which makes them qualify him as black. But they don't tell you that in history. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so I bring this up in the sense like you were saying, 500 years, they didn't get a thousand year reign in, in the light reign. And what it is, is they bring exposed the truth is coming out. Mm -hmm. And, and because the truth is coming out, that's why you see the Western world resistance to Chinese, African, and, and going back to immigration. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm trying to get back to what I'm saying this. We keep narrow immigration to, to Latin America. Mm -hmm. And it's bigger than that. Well, it only becomes a problem when they're from Latin America. Now, if they were coming from France, Sweden, uh, yeah. uh, England, or somewhere other else, where else? Well, they, you wouldn't even hear about it. It'd be no big deal. But these are people of color. Yes. But yes. even when, when we play the color game, Make sure you take care of the number one color that built America. That's what I'm saying. Don't go nowhere else. Don't go over us, around us, or through us, or whatever. We need to be taken care of in America and enjoy America because we built America. Well, here's what, here's what. No, they're not because we won't, we won't stand up and speak up. If we stood up now, now if we were to truly stand now, you might have an argument there because we seem like we'll never do it. As a people stand together in unity here in America. See, we have the best chance of anybody in the world because they can't use their bomb, their nuclear weapons on us because we, we're right next door to them. They can't use certain things on us because we are right here with them. But if we stood up as true American citizens, we would get reparations. We would get the things that we reserve here in America. And I'm going to leave you with this in my guest form. You do right, but into the milk, to the black milk class, you don't pay high holes. You're nice with the working poor and poor. No, because that, that brother who got killed up in Denton, mm -hmm. and, 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 and when you allow police to mm -hmm. do what they do, and the city of Dallas got a, a Puerto Rican mm -hmm. police chief, mm -hmm. you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. He black, I'm not admit that, but that's what he is, you know, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. they're going to always appear to part by killing us with the new mention of our uh, shooting us in mm -hmm. the I think. Yeah, very good. Thank you. That closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Jason? We've got a call from Bill. All righty. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How are you doing, sir? Fine. How are you doing? Okay, okay. Uh, there's a gentleman, Dave, called in earlier. I, you know, I've, I've read that article he's talking about, too. Oh, you have? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the scoundrels that, that, that we have here. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. It, it's unbelievable, how, you know, how, <laughs> oh. how, 
how scandalous they really are. And they're 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 fault right. I mean, and, and, they, right and they made so much money off of that snowstorm. Oh boy, they made money. Oh, yeah, yeah that, I mean, yeah. these scoundrels, these people voted in office. A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <It seems like laughs> the more <laughs> the more scoundrels, the, the bigger scoundrels there are, the, the, the more they get voted in. Yeah, here in Texas, it's, it's just um, it's, unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable, but it's believable in a way because it's been going on. Ever since I was, you know, born and raised in Texas, ever yeah. since I was here, mm-hmm. I've here. And, and and like you said, we 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 need to stand up, and we we need to stand up and get together and really do something about these scandals because mm-hmm. you know they're just going to get voted back in again. Yeah, and, and uh, you you're right about uh, taking care of of, of uh, the people that built this country. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 they don't teach it in textbooks. That's that's no, that's, that's that's one of the major problems. It's not it's taught in textbooks in our schools, and it's not preached from the pulpit in our churches. No, it's not. You, you don't know how valuable you are. You're God's people. Right. You don't know. They don't that's know how correct. valuable they are, mm-hmm. where they come from and whatnot. You know, where we come from, all of us come from. Yeah. But it, it, it's just not taught. Not taught. It, it, in school and church. I have you know, to give Europeans uh, credit. They did a good, they've done a good job of hiding this from us. They've yeah, done, they they done a great job to hide this from us, who we really are. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but, it's amazing. You know, slowly but surely we work it up, but it's just... It's, yeah, it's, but it's, there's more know. emphasis on that slowly than surely. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I've been to you for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And... and in the last, in the recent couple of years or so, you made me realize that your show was who truly built America mm-hmm. and who truly, where we truly, who truly God's people are mm-hmm. and who truly, where the rest of God's people came from. Yes. And Well, and listen to me on radio tomorrow, and I mean on the internet tomorrow morning, 930. Uh, tomorrow, yes. Yeah, tomorrow Facebook, Mary and Barnett Senior. Uh, and I can, t- everything I tell you, I can take the Bible and prove it to you. And it's just as clear as it could be, but we have been grossly accepting Eurocentric interpretations of Scripture, which is detrimental to us. It's not. That's not exactly. us. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Just when we go to church, the, a lot of times we go to church to be seen or 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 or, 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 or whatnot, and, and to socialize, mm-hmm. and we really don't hear the truth. No. Talk it, and, and it's just you know, it's just that's the way they've been taught. So that's the way he teaches up. He teaches up. <laughs> that's right. You're right. Anyway, thank you, Pastor Barnett. All right, thank you. That's line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Beverly. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? Oh, I'm glad you're talking about this. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm so... I'm, I'm fabulous, but I'm just destroyed about what I see around here. You know, we, I've been posting out there about smash and how our men out there are homeless and they want to go bring, I'm not racist. Ooh, I'm not racist. I just state facts. Uh, I see them bringing these young babies in here and I'm not against anybody going anywhere they want to go to make a difference, but this is not the time. Well, it's not, it's not a matter of being racist. Uh, the only time race is brought up on a people who speak up for themselves, it's brought up against us. 
Everybody else can speak up for themselves. They can come in. From, I don't care where they come from or whatever they do. They speak up for themselves. People don't think of nothing. But when we speak up, you got a problem. Man. There's a problem in America when we speak up. Wake up, people. This is by design. They want to keep us down. Not wanting to, they are. Well, they're enjoying it. They are, and we're allowing this to happen. Yeah. We are allowing, and now, let me go to the age. Oh, my goodness. When they first came over here, America and everybody was taught everybody against the black race. Mm -hmm. And I hate the black, I hate to call it race. I call it ignorant because you just flat don't know. Mm -hmm. But, uh, they, they come over here when I was little. I'm going back to when I was little again. I'm 65, y'all. I'm, I'm proud to be 65 and sound man. Mm -hmm. When I was little, it was these little convenience stores over here was run by black people. Now, all these agents come up in here. They put they we, we was able to look at the people face to face. They come in here and putting up these big old uh, step blocks where they can be up over you to see what you stealing. And now, the, the, you know what? I don't feel sorry for them. Because well, they should come in and, and, and it, I'm like Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. Don't look at a person for the color. Look at the content of the person. And they never given us that chance. Well, you have to understand, everybody in the world have had American history. Oh, if you can go any island, any continent, anywhere. They're taught. American history, but it's a distorted history. This is why I say everybody that comes to America, they should learn true American history before they ever are accepted here. The reason why they disrespect you when they come here, they've been taught that you are nothing but low-down, dirty dogs, and they that's the way they, in some countries they taught it, that you do nothing but beg and steal and take take from others. This is what these people believe you are. They've been told that. And then they come here and they see uh, the poorest neighborhood in town, you know, uh, the highest dropout rate and all of these. They see this and they, and they believe it. No, everybody needs to, needs to learn true American history. Now the, now the shoe is on the other foot. Mm. Now well. the shoe is on, you know what? It's no way but right way. I don't care which way you look at it. It's right is the only way. Well, and I, used to I don't feel, I, I definitely heard over, I'm heard over that uh, those people are women. It's what, six of them were Asian, were killed. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, but this is America. But American history, uh, the platform that America stands on have taught this. Have taught hate to this young, this, I don't call him a, a boy. He's a, he's a man. Have, have created this sense that if he's having a bad day, he can go kill him, uh, some of these Asians right here. And that'll soothe, that'll soothe his conscience. Huh? He wasn't done. He was not done. He was on his way to Florida. It's unreal. Mm -hmm. But he decided he would kill these people and, uh, you know, that make him feel better. How terrible can a country be that have this type of mentality that's going on? We need to wake up, people. We need to wake, we need to wake up because look, that, that, that's an extermination mentality. 
to exterminate those that you don't like, to exterminate them, get rid of them. But the only reason why the racists won't get rid of us is because the reason why they haven't so far is because they'll have nobody to hate or look down on. So they'll kill us just uh, a few at a time. Sometimes everybody might be masculine coming down the road. And Donald Trump wants to get this done. Believe me. Just oh, watch, watch, does. watch, oh, watch yes, those trumpets. Does. You, you watch them. I said he's coming here to throw. Said he's coming here to throw Europe and America. Y'all yeah. better hear me. Yeah. Look here, I gotta run. I'm out of time. Thank you for your call. And nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. We'll be right back. I was telling you all about Betty Culver and uh, Robert Petrie's articles that I read. The silence of just about all of our elected officials and they said preachers. Uh, the silence, the silence. Other than two politicians, we are silent. We was silent. They, the only outspoken ones, the ones who truly stand for us. We, we, we look at Miss Joyce Foreman. She stands up on that school board, and we seem to have bought into this silence thing as progress. Just because they're not not saying anything, maybe we're getting somewhere. We, we're not upsetting white folks. Is that the mentality we've fallen into? This is it. And uh, it, it, it's sad that we, the two politicians that's really standing for us right now, I hate to say it, I know it sounds chauvinistic, but it's two women, two women, two women. It's sad. Uh, I don't know, sad state of our politics. And you say you're doing something, well, speak up. Tell it like it really is. Even though you got this little project going, this project going, it's still bigotry and racism going on uh, on that school board, the, the uh, city council. God, have mercy. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. And we don't. We should be more vociferous now than ever. All right. Who we have? Who we have, Jason? We have a call from Malcolm. All righty. Good morning, Malcolm. Good, mo- <clears throat> Good morning, Reverend Barnett. I, uh, this mm-hmm. is not the week for me to be calling in, but I was calling in on. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Point, and, but I, I, before I get to the point that I called in, I want to say that, you know, in Chicago, when I was raised mm-hmm. in the city council, and there were six, uh, African Americans on the city council when I was coming up, mm-hmm. they used to call them the silent six because they never <laughs> said anything. <laughs> Chicago has a lot Why do we guy. like to elect people like that? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of it is us, part of it is the system. You know, they, 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 they were elected by the system. You know, Chicago mm-hmm. has a machine. So, mm-hmm. you know, they wasn't going to elect anyone that said anything. So they just went down there and they, 
drunk coffee and ate lunch and all that. They call Did Daly have a, that much under his thumb? Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They had, you know, Chicago's a uh, big, big political machine. You couldn't right. do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They had to pack in it. But Red Barnett, the reason why I was calling is, uh, uh, in regards to one of your listeners, uh, faithful listeners, cause, uh, uh, she used to call in and under their, uh, mostly under the assumed uh, name of Black Goddess. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, her mother called me and told me she passed away. Oh, uh, she did? Yes, two weeks ago. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to mention to you is, uh, they found her on, uh, Saturday morning. And. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was on March 6th, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found her. Uh, right around noon, close to noon. And when they found her, she had a heart attack, apparently. When they found her, uh, she was in the living room and she had the radio on. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday morning, she would faithfully listen to your show and work her oh. feet. Oh, so, I really, I really hate that. Yeah, so she, she mm-hmm. apparently died listening to KNON. Well. And, and, you know, and, well. uh, She's a faithful listener. Ever since mm-hmm. I uh, started listening to you back in uh, uh, Trayvon Martin, I think it was a consistency I listened to you. That's mm-hmm. where I became aware of her, you know, and, you know, that was some other issues. But anyway, I just wanted to mention to you. Oh, I'm so glad you did, Malcolm. I, I'm glad. And uh, yeah. I'm so sad to hear that I lost a listener. And then this was a avid listener. Listener that we lost. And, uh, my heart and my soul and everything goes out to her family. Oh, yeah. Really, uh, yes, really, oh. I wish I'd known. The way uh, you know, you can, when, uh, <clears throat> you know, get, you know, a chance to say a little prayer for her. I think they yeah. were planning to have the funeral down in Houston. Uh, I think her mother said this weekend or something like that. But, but, uh, so you know, I'm going to have to watch her prayer for me because the last thing she said to me, I never hear you pray. <laughs> I mean, that's the last thing she said. Well, you know, she you might have been asking for a proud end. I didn't realize it, but I had to go off the air when she said that. That was the last, she was my last call of that day. Yeah, last thing so, she said. Yeah, huh? So anyway, I just wanted to let you know and let the listeners or those out there who may have been aware of her and, and didn't know. I won't say a, uh, what her a, a true name is, but they mm-hmm. would know her as Black Goddess if they listen yeah. to her on the on yeah. radio. All right. Thank you, okay. Malcolm. All right, you take Thank care. Thank you. Yes, Lord, bless that family. Bless that family. All right, who's next? We have a call from Blackhawk. Blackhawk, all right. Good morning, Blackhawk. Good morning, Blackhawk. I guess you got impatient. All right, you? I guess we'll move on to Ray. All right. Good morning, Ray. Hey, right, good morning, Ray. morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, one thing I want to touch on is that, you know, people saying they should take care of us, you know, whereas, you know, like, you know, we should be taking care of ourselves instead of waiting for someone to take care of us. You know, I can understand, you know, you want things done, et cetera, but in the meantime, you need to take care of yourself. So, right. you know, it's a struggle, but it, it, it's a struggle, but, you know, you have to take care of yourself. Here's what. Here's what. We worked. We made this country rich and great and built 
and gave them the money to build this great military complex. We have the biggest military industrial complex on earth. And when we say this, we have to understand these are our tax dollars. These are is our sweat equity. Everything else have gone on in making this country a military power okay. and a power that can exterminate yes, a people. I now I, I listen to you. Would you listen to me? Sure, go ahead. To exterminate a people that anybody that come up against them don't don't fool yourself. It's time for us to stand up and speak up. So when we stand up and speak up, we want to be heard. And we have to be heard. To stand up and tell them to give us ours back. Give us ours back. That's what we're asking for. They're not giving us, they're not giving us anything out of their heart. It's what we've given them. And when we say that, is we okay, given right. them the greatness that they have. We want ours. Yes, right. Yes, right but I understand that. But my point is, that's our point. We're, they're not going to give it to us. That's my point. And we well, take it. Here's what. If we stand up and stand firm, yes, we'll get it. Because I, I saw something that really shook my whole mode of thinking. And it happened in 2008. When America elected Barack Obama, I swear, I never dreamed I'd see a black man elected in our lives. Not that he did anything great for us, but I just didn't never dream I'd ever see that. <laughs> did you? Well, thank you? I'm 67 years old, so I same thing. You know, and, you know, and I think that that's my point, Reverend Barnett. We need to be a more aggressive. I guess I should say it that way. That's right. That's the way to say it. Yeah. You know, and I said, I'm 67. I served in the military nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is, we need to, and while we're being aggressive and getting what we deserve, we also need to not wait mm -hmm. for them to give it to us. We need like, to go back to creating businesses, mm -hmm. creating jobs. Well, and, that takes money. That takes money. Yeah, we can't, we can't live on an illusion. We can just go out there and start a business and do this. And it takes money and they owe yeah, us money. The man should have. Okay, and yes, it does take money. But let's go back to the turn of the century. You know, with Madam C.J. Walker mm -hmm. and what she built at during that time, and facing everything else a lot harsher than what we're facing. But she had, she became a millionaire, you know, in 1910 or so. So you falling for the trick? Pardon? You falling for the trick? Here's no, what they've always allowed. A few of us. Have you heard of the talented ten? Yes, I have, but what I'm saying, Reverend Barnett, they can't stop you if you really want to do something, you know. And I, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, everyone won't, won't, won't be able to do it, but I think more of us should be more aggressive in what we do. The money is out there, Reverend Barnett, more than it was even then. Well, here's so, what here's what things are higher now than they ever been. Inflation has been a great enemy to us. But when we see that the Bose banks sign statements saying when they come into our community, they will lend money to give us loans, but they don't. All they do is come in and take our money 
and, and spend it with others. See, if we make them just obey their own laws. No. So that's my point. You know, we can do it, but we start have to stop relying on those people. But don't we also talk don't I also talk about us coming together? Is the only yeah. way we reach where our goals where we need to go? No, it's not the only I talk way. about that all the time. That's the number one way. No, it's that's not the only but it's the system that te- I don't think I'm, I'm sending you something in the mail today. All right. Uh, I'm 67. I'm a high school, basically a high school dropout. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, no one got me you know, where I am. I got mm-hmm. there because I, I didn't let anything stop me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'll, I'll send you something in the mail. You should receive it next week. You say you're, six, you're 67? Yes. Oh, you think I am? I met you before. I think you're in your 70s. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we met before. We met before. Well, anyway, I meet a lot of people that uh, I don't know. I discuss. Uh, did we discuss anything? Well, no. It was actually at a meeting at an African restaurant in Dallas about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, with a young lady. Huh? The lady was trying to get the building in South Dallas. Well. And there was four of us that were there. Yeah, well, I... I don't know. I go to a, I go a lot of places. I don't know. It could have been. But here's what. Working together? Sure, we need to improve self-initiative. But things come bad for people that have been oppressed. Remember that. But we have to work just as hard to, uh, even harder, to get our people uh, from under that thinking. I thank you for your call. All right, clear the line, 972-647-1893. Already we have Jason. We have a call from Muhammad. All right, good morning, Muhammad. Uh, yes, good morning, Pastor uh, Barnett. Yes, huh? Good morning. Honorable, honorable radio listening audience with all your uh, beautiful comments and conversations on, uh, on this subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry you caught me with a little piece of meat in my mouth, but I just want to add a few things. Um, when we say, as a, as a people, when we say them and they, put that in a bracket. Put them and they in a bracket. And if you will, we are all under what is called invisible white divinity by a visible white God. And until we break that spell, we versus them and they, we will never make any movement or progress as a people. And you see, because we, we are under this invisible white divinity still, and we don't know how to get out of it. Well, the way to get out of it is to do what I do, is to teach the Bible. Teach who it is. The Bible is an Afrocentric book. People were talking, I asked God the other day, he was a preacher, I said, now where was most of the Bible written? Where did it all the action, where did these things take place? He said, oh, Europe? I said, how okay. ridiculous. All of that area is Africa. We teach okay. that. We, we preach that. We were brought across the Atlantic and made slaves, and Muslims were took across the Indian Ocean and made slaves. So we got it on both sides. 
and uh, you you got hit with the same thing in Asia that we got hit with in America. Yeah, Pastor Barnett, I don't want right now. I want to, I want to focus. You know, there are there are more books than just Bible. Bible is six to six books combined. Now, in the Bible, if you really knew uh, biblical history, there are over four hundred books written for the Bible. Yes. But 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 the book that we have here in America, it has only six six books in it from Genesis to Revelation. I know this. What does how many books does the Quran have? That's funny. Let me let me say this before I, I don't want to get off into that because I'm seventy five and I've been. I was but you want to get off into the Bible, but you don't want to get off into the no, Quran. No, sir. Hey, brother, I, I want to just share this with, with your people, with you and the people. We have some books out, and these are very good, excellent readings for people, for all of humanity. Mm-hmm. The first book is called The First Book is called Thoughts of Searching, Seeking to Understand Life. The second book, The Promised Human Destiny. The third book, After Difficulty. Mm-hmm. The fourth book, Reading is fundamental. The well, fifth book, for those who third. Who, who wrote these books? All of these books are written by the son of the late Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and his name was Imam Wadisuddin Muhammad. Yes, I met him before in person. I've talked with him before in person. Yes, I know him. Good man, good man, but... It, 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 it's not divine. He admits that. He's not divine. No and, and those no things that guide us, we have to find, div- find those that are divine to write this. No? So the seventh book is called Education of Sacred Matter. And the final book that, that we're reading is called Racism, Religion, and Reconciliation. See, see man, mm-hmm. The man's intellect is the greatest gift that God gave all of you. That's correct. See? So we're not here, we're not here trying to box each other's y'all. He white invisible divinity calls us to box each other. And we, that's why we can't get together as a race of people because we always trying to contest and, and, and battle with each other. Like you doing now. Like you doing right now. You're calling, you're, you you first start off critiquing another man's religion. And, uh, you're just as bad as those on the other side who do the same thing. Can't let you get away with that. 972-647-1893, uh, it's eight o'clock. Good grief. Alrighty. We'll cover, we'll take your calls when we come back. All right, we're back and ready for our number two. Ready to invite you to Heavenly Joy Church, 930 tomorrow morning. Marion Barnett Senior on Facebook. Come have service with us. Come enjoy the Lord with us. Come learn with the Lord with us. Please come. Come. I'm asking you. Enjoy and learn at the same time. All righty. What do we have? Uh, ready to go, Jason. All right. Blackhawk is ready this time. All right. Good morning, Blackhawk. You ready this time? Am I a liar? <laughs> Blackout, good morning. Uh, let's well, move I guess I lied. Let's move on to David. David. All right. Good morning, David. 
How you do, Brother Barnett? Fine. How are you? Oh, I have peace of mind, Brother Barnett. Mm-hmm. Brother Barnett, we live up under a system that was created by some Scottish Rite Masons, which are Illuminati Masons, in 1776. You have to know where you stand in the system. The system, which is America, call us emancipated slaves. You are not a citizen of the United States of America like they tell us. What system they put us up under is the ancient Sophite system. When you study to see what, what these people are, these people are warlords. The only way you're going to get your freedom from them is you fight them. And that's the, how they got, that's how they conquered the world. Out of 244 years of this place being America, 226 walls these people done fought. More walls than anybody in the world or any country. But now here, here, here's the thing. You call them warlords. I call them and survival call them. Ten times. You have to understand scripture also to understand who you, who and what you up against. You have to understand what? that. And, and I really believe that you understand it and I have, have, have studied. But, uh, uh, Meatball, when we get to a point where you're fed something every week, every day you dress up and put on your Sunday go to meet and you fed something and that's distorted from and giving it to you from people who really don't understand what they're preaching to you. Uh, could you expect even anything? That, even in the school system. Yes. The school system. Our children are being fed trash every day. In the school See, system. Trash. I, now, Brother if you went to all black school like me, I graduated from an all Negro colored high school. Well, a bunch of Negro colored high school. Curriculum mm-hmm. was different from my grandchildren's curriculum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't even know their timetable. You couldn't go to the third grade if you didn't know your timetable. Your breath was going to stay in the third grade to you. It's like, it, this was in Crockett. I know this was back in Crockett. Well, you were from a small town with dedicated with teachers in it. that, that believed and knew that you could learn. And with, they taught with us. They taught us. And would, would, and would get you if you didn't learn. Sure. All of my school teachers, Brother Barnett, from the first grade to the twelfth grade, either had a master's degree or doctor's degree teaching in a high school, teaching in a, right. a, a, a school. Yeah. We have college in Crockett, mm-hmm. so they could get those caliber of teachers. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Mary Allen? Mary Allen College, that's yeah. it, right next mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Just, uh, I, my grandmother gives the land for the gym to be built. Bro, my mama taught there 42 years. I was born at 8.30, April the 2nd, 1946, on the piano stool. Before my grandmother delivered me, my mama went in labor teaching music. But we are not taught nothing like the school system me and you that's unthinkable because for some reason white liberal closed our schools they closed right. them down and that got rid of our principals our it coaches many of our best teachers all of our best teachers went to teach white children they made sure 
Well, we got a young white that was just fresh out of college who really didn't know how to teach, didn't believe you, and think you thought they were teaching these things rather than a human being. We we have been just... Me and you were taught by you people, and our grandchildren is taught by we the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and that, 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 that's the difference in, in the mentality and the thinking of somebody that look like me and you. Mm-hmm. And when you see that you are African American, mm-hmm. then he already done genocides you. Because yeah. you ain't no African American. <laughs> show me an African American in the Bible. You can't show me one. Well, somebody named you that in 1970. Mm-hmm. Somebody named you that. May God and God is who named you that, yeah. according to the Bible. And see, we don't understand that, Brother Barnett. And it's well, a sad, sad story. It's a sad story, and but the truth has to be told whether people listen or take heed or not. The truth has yes. to be told. All righty. Thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from <laughs> J- Joe. Good morning, Joe. Yes, Reverend Ed, how you doing? Fine, how are you this morning? Oh, good, good, good. I see Jason is definitely standing by as usual. Yes, yeah, he's most standby. He's here when the rest don't show. <laughs> he's here. Cutting mm-hmm. to the chase, uh, I'm going to... <laughs> The Asian situation and the vote, uh, as far as that vote is concerned, uh, they're making it, they call it the freshman one, talking black and a brown vote. And they, you cannot have a democracy when you're making it harder and preventing your citizens from participating. Mm-hmm. The vote is the most direct way to participate in a democracy mm-hmm. where you elect, you have a hand in electing your officials. Yeah. All the people, by the people, for the people mm-hmm. cannot have a democracy unless you let the citizens participate. That's right. So, have your cake and eat it too. But see, the thing, the best, the thing about that is the, at its best, at America's best, it's a republic. We represent people and send them off to make laws and represent us. We're a republic. It's never been a democracy. That's just, that's a lie that they teach in schools and tell right now. And you question them on it, they'll tell you, well, we're really lying about this. But exactly, you know, right in with what you're saying, to say, mm-hmm. to say that America has a great problem. You said a lot of the problem could be eliminated if they didn't promise stuff that they never planned to deliver. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never planned for you to fully participate. It's uh, like the, what Trump was practicing. What's for me is not for thee. Mm-hmm. And in it, you practice what's for me is not for thee. All hell is going to break loose sooner or later. Yep. And believe it or not, as far as the vote is uh we think we've seen something. The uh, status quo, the underlying status quo was talking about a race war. Now, attacking... Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Biden's dog, Major, his German Shepherd, he felt overwhelmed, and he bit a Capitol police officer. Right. Felt mm-hmm. overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and he attacked the Capitol. He's been so, told to uh, attack. That's, 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 that's what those dogs are. Those attack dogs. Right. Oh, and, not uh, little loving puppies. <laughs> are you kidding? These, are, these dogs are, kill, are taught to kill. Right. You've taken him from 
you've taken it from his 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 his, his environment. Mm-hmm. Him in around the White House, you got all of those people there. The dog is trying to adjust, mm-hmm. and he's trying to protect. Right. But Trump just went crazy uh, with a racist being. Mm-hmm. Now get on the uh, on this Asian thing, and I'll try to make this brief for time's sake. Uh, that thing is three pronged. You got racism tied in there. You got economics tied in, mm-hmm. and you got denial tied in. Mm-hmm. A lot of these ethnic groups they expect the blacks to carry water for. We constantly shout out and talk when we're being oppressed and racism is being tossed upon us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these other groups, especially those Asians, they stick their head in the sand. They've been abused for a long time. Mm-hmm. In the sand, they try not to go to the police. You cannot heal if you don't reveal. Mm-hmm. You gotta say something. You gotta voice. You got to make sure you let people know when you're being mistreated. That's right. And that, that's the economic thing. A lot, when the Asians come over, you look at those half products coming. Mm-hmm. Most of their business customers are black. Right. They treat those people, and I know I get some flack on this, because they've been knocked down and abused and stuff. Some have been killed. But they mistreat blacks in those stores. And when they come over, I had a white told me in Memphis, Tennessee, had a business. He said, what a black dollar and a white dollar collide or touch a white hand, eventually going to touch a black hand. Mm-hmm. He said, when the Asians come over, they cut everybody out but Asians. He said, they're mm-hmm. stuff going to ship in Korea or Japan or somewhere, and they'll come straight to New York on a boat, and they'll truck it down. To you go in their stores, all of their employees are Asian. They cut everybody out. And right. a lot of people don't want to say it, but the whites don't like it, and the blacks don't like it. And they, about 15, I'm almost finished, about 15 years ago or 20 years ago, I heard they had a meeting, worldwide meeting. We're not going to sell any book, have the hair product uh, to the black. We want to call it this I'm market. sure they did. And what, this is the time for the blacks to band together because they buy all that old hard and stuff and weed. Mm-hmm. And they have to buy at a markup price from them. This is the time for them to step in and check that thing up economically. You know, when we uh, look at how we are systematically discriminated against worldwide. That should be enough to push us together. But seems like uh, oppression for some reason, until it gets so obvious, uh, we, 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 we seem to thrive under oppression, uh, thrive, uh, 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 you know, I'm talking about mentally, not, not, not financially. We look at this thing, I look at that. They got them there. I, I was down there one day. I was passing. Uh, what is that? Uh, Polk in Camp Wisdom. Is that Camp Wisdom? Uh, one of them. Well, I think that's where I passed down through there. Bob, we going to that place. Help cars backed up for I don't know how far. And, uh, they selling hair and everything. And, and, and. Is that Hampton in Camp Wisdom? Whatever it is, whatever it is, it was down there. And beat her, beat her, said she was stealing. Yeah. And boy, those people, those people treat them so bad when they go into these places. Talk to them bad. And it just, just, you know, and they still go in there and buy that hair and stuff, or what do they call them, weaves and all of that stuff. And they're just making millions, if not billions of dollars off of us, the people they hate the most. And with the STEM checks now, 
All that meat's not, all that money not going to their neck bones. Not even going to that horse hair. Yeah. And Toenail, fake toenail. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Have a good day, Reminder. All right. Thank you. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? Up next, we have Leon. All righty. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reminder. How about that mean green? Well, the mean green went down and won the tournament, did Oh, yeah. oh, the mean green is mean this past weekend. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. They, they, they mean for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, Ramon, this, this strategy, this scheme that they're running at the border, it, it, all it is is a game. Uh, you know, the Mexican government needs to be held accountable for allowing all these hundreds of thousands of people to come from their country and just drop their children off at the border and say, Go forward. You know, we need to put our foot down and say, hey, we can't have 100,000 people a month coming up here expecting to be taken care of by the United States government. And if you don't stop this, we're going to cut aid from you to make sure you understand that we mean business. Because that's the only way they can get here to the border if they have to come through uh, Mexico. We need to put that foot down. Because so you're saying there's a lot of these uh, kids are... Uh Central American kids? Yes. They come through. Now, Mexico used to, now the Mexicans used to kill them coming through there. They used to fight those uh, well, people. Mm-hmm. They, they have, they have internal problems that they need to work on and they can't expect, uh, American tax dollars that, as you said, uh, so accurately, African Americans are contributing to, that need these dollars. Or mm-hmm. our needs that our citizens have been here for 400 years to contribute to this country. We can't get things, but yet they want to spend millions of dollars on people who are just using, uh, our generosity as a, as a tool to help them take care of their kids. Well, see, America has grown so used to mistreating us when it comes to taxes. Do you realize that was taxation without representation when the schools, and it's still to some extent, was totally segregated. Those white schools that those white kids were going to, our tax dollars were paying for those, their, their, them, them to go to those schools uh, that we were helping pay for. See, we've right. always been misused when it comes to the tax base in America. We were taxed, but we could not be participate in that program. That was taxation without representation. What they were teaching us was happening in other countries. It was happening right here in America, and you were sitting there a part of it when you were in the school. You had to go to or could not go, whether you wanted to or not. You could not go to that school, but they could go anywhere they want to go. So America has grown, is used to that, and it means nothing. And when they speak and talk about that, they, they always talk about it in one direction as if white folks is taking care of us. White folks is spending, is white folks money. That's a lie. Our tax dollars are in that, in that pool too. Right. That, that have helped them to progress the way they've progressed over the years. Yes, and, and, and this, this plutocracy, uh, uh, that America is where you have, what, five or ten percent of, of people controlling eighty percent of the wealth, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't allow for, for black people to, 
pull themselves at the boot, by the bootstraps. This one guy was saying, we're going to get it. We're going to go out and do it ourselves. Uh, Dave, David Schechter on Channel 8 did a, a, a great series on banking below 30. What you mentioned before, there are no banks, there's no economic development. Mm-hmm. There's nothing down there both south of 30. That's going to land money. You don't have yeah. any boots. Yeah, you don't have any boots to pull yourself up by. Whereas once you go north of 30, that's where you see all the billions and billions of dollars of development, the big tower cranes and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, but that, that, a lot of that, that's a, a great, a portion greater than you'd ever believe is our, our dollars. That's doing that. Yeah. Because we spend a disproportionately high um, amount of cash in America. We spend it. We spend it. They, they, they go crazy if we just held our cash back. That helps run America today. They don't like to tell you that, but it's true. I'm up against a short break, and uh, you can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Segment number two in the 8 o'clock hour. All righty. 972-647-1893 is that number you can reach us at. All right, who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Kevin. All righty. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? I'm liking the show. I mean, it's really informative. Everything you talk about. Thank you. I missed a little bit of what Putin was trying to say to Biden about mm-hmm. slavery in this country. He told me you want to debate him on live TV. Yes. So everybody can hear what happened for many, many years in this country. Because I think it's some tough stuff. And then about economics, we're talking about this hair that our sisters and grandmothers and everybody wear. How much trail has that sold up? Why can we sell out to other people? That's another mm-hmm. thing. And that's all I had to say. But, oh, this is something I just want to listen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Putin did call. Right now, on that, but uh, Russia doesn't have anything it can brag about either. So, uh, Europeans have uh, been very, very, very detrimental to us on this earth. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. And when we begin to look at things, look at what's going on. Look at what's happening in America and around the world. Look at our dire situation. You see, it's not the things that we don't have. It's the things that what we do have and been taught are in a negative way about the things we do have going for us. And when we see that the things that we do best, the things we see that the things we do best, we becomes a negative thing in our hands and we don't, we said we need to get away from that. We're the only people in the world that was, can do certain things that we say it ain't, it's not helping us, that ain't, that's not boasting us. And I, I remember our children we as children, all of us, boy, we could dance. 
initiative. But everything you see on TV, all the dances that these companies uh, make millions of dollars doing and having these dancers up behind these musicians and everything, they're doing nothing but what blacks did years ago. They're imitating, but they're making money out of it. Everything. We lead the world in a lot of talented, gifted situations. But we don't seem to realize how gifted we are. And the world loves what we got, and we put down many situations, what we do. We put it down. We need to learn another thing, another pillar in our revival is learn to accept ourselves as God made us. Learn for us to be created in the gifts that God created. I wonder about this. I wonder about this. 972-647-1893. Something popped in that line and all and the whole thing, all of them went off. Wow. Somebody called. Let me make sure this thing's still working. Something popped. And it all went off. 972-647-1893. Want to make sure these lines are still working. Uh, seems like my, have our phones going out? Uh, well, try to, try to see if we can bring that. Yes, we, we just trying to, something hitting all of it. The lines went blank. They were all full. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that a caller that want to talk? All right. It's Brother Johnny. Yeah, all of a sudden they're feeling back up. I don't know what's going on. They all can, can become hey, full. Hey, Good man. morning, Johnny. Yeah. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for calling because we all of a sudden something hit and all of our lines went blank. All right. Go right ahead, Johnny. Okay, sir. Uh, I want to... I wanted to point out something. I wanted to get your opinion on it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you said something a minute ago about about we need to, you know, you know, accept who we are and, and, and how we are wonderfully made. You know, I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. you know, we've been taught to love our enemies so much that we forgot about thinking about loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wondering, you know, when when. Uh, when it's written in the Bible that Jesus said, uh, when the man went to him and said, uh, what's the greatest commandment? He said to love, uh, Father God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might. Mm-hmm. And he said, and the second is like the first, to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, um, I think that, I think many times we have went about trying to love our enemies so much that we don't realize how much um, stereotypes and how much uh, white supremacy has damaged our own relationships mm-hmm. with one another mm-hmm. to the place where we won't support one another in business. Mm-hmm. We won't support one another in, in trying to help each other. Um, my my grandparents, they talk about how that uh, back in the day, if one of them got sick, and, and back then, you know, most people farmed and 
In small towns, when, when a, a, a senior citizen got sick that's been living there and known in that community, almost a whole town show up. We had the kind of love once upon a time. Yes, huh? generation when he came in in the 60s everything was about me 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 it was the me generation well we we imitated white folks right we were like that we weren't a part of that me generation we didn't think of that we didn't come and we began to want to act like folk that's that not us and when we did this this when we start turning on each other instead of toward each other the mean generation. Because somebody called in earlier, a caller called and said that, you remember when we had our own stores and different things like that? And he, that caller was right. That caller was right. If uh, you were in the hood, uh, we had neighborhoods then. They wasn't the hood then. We, uh, if you go into a store, it's going to be more likely and do business with someone who looked like a mom and pop store. We we had plenty of them everywhere. Little bakery shops. We had, we, we we had things good, but yeah. we got a bunch of integrationists to come along and sell the idea to black people. And black people yeah. thought it was woo man because he just knew the white man's eyes were just a little bit colder than ours. He wanted to be. <laughs> And uh, he just, you know, when we bought into something other than into ourselves, this is why how it happened. That's right. This is how things like this happen. And I, and all of this happened in my lifetime. I'm not giving right. you out of something I've read. I give me, I'm giving you something I lived and saw. So it happened. If I, if I wanted something... In my community, all I do is go down the street. Somebody that knew me knew my family. Everything, they just sell it and everything. And if I was doing something wrong, before I could get home, somebody be at my house telling my folk, I saw that boy down there doing so-and-so. <laughs> that, that used to be our community. Yes, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Buying in yes, to other people rather than ourselves have been the thing that I've really heard of. All right. And we used to respect our, our, our elderly and our institutions. Yes, sir. We, yes, sir. We, we be cutting up, saying nasty things, but getting near a grown folk or a woman, we shut up. Or if we run in front of a, a church house, what would we do? We'd be raising sand until we get in front of that church house. We'd shut up. Gone past that church. Once we get past the church, then we start that mess back. But we used to respect things better. We used to have respect. Yeah. Yes, sir. It seems like all all the respect is gone. I was walking in Walmart 
yesterday, and there was a teenage boy coming my way. Mm-hmm. And, man, the profanity that was coming out of that mouth, I was mm-hmm. thinking, when I was a child, yes, I you wouldn't have done that. With my friend, oh, no. I wouldn't have cussed in front of no home folks, you know, mm-hmm. because you had respect. Mm-hmm. You knew that you could get in trouble behind it. Mm-hmm. They don't have that today. And um, you said something earlier about about uh, we got we really got economic power because you're talking about the amount of cash that you have. And if we would just put that in our own people in our own neighborhood, stop calling our communities. I like what you said instead of being the hood. It was a neighborhood. We need to get back to being neighborhoods. That's right. I thank you. I thank you. It was a, a time that, see, sometimes you can have it good and not know it. And be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And look what we asked for and look what we got. Right. Look what we're raising now. All right. We thank you. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Jason? We have a call from Madrano. Madrano. Good morning, Mr. Madrano. Good morning, Reverend Bardan. How are you doing? Fine. You all right this morning? Fine, fine, fine. I just want to see if you can listen to where I'm kind of coming from. Okay. Moses took his children, uh, the Gentiles or whoever he took from the pharaohs and the pyramid. Please, please don't, please don't, don't go any farther with that. He didn't take any Gentiles. He didn't take Gentiles. Uh, Oh, no, he didn't. uh, I know, I know. Hold up. Yeah. So he took some kind of people. We, 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 well, we, Egyptians. Where are coming from? Uh, well, the children of Israel? I don't, know, I don't know. Somebody built pyramids. But I'm tired of building pyramids, and I'm going to get them out of here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the Mayas, Central America, not the Incas, mm-hmm. not the Aztecs, mm-hmm. that's just Mexico. The Mayas are in the middle, and the Incas are in South, uh, South uh, America. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere along, we, we got some pyramids that were built in Central America. The Mayas built them. Right. Now it's time for us to migrate. We're going to migrate. Children, I don't care what we do. We, we're going to migrate. Mm-hmm. We're coming across Mexico with permission of the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along. I'm, you know, I'm not using the right words. Mayas are migrating. Biden says the next phase is infrastructure. Listen to the word. Infrastructure. Roads. Bridges. Mm-hmm. Libraries. Mm-hmm. Roads. Bridges. Libraries. Dams. Dams in Mississippi. Roads in Wyoming. Roads in hotels in Arkansas. Utah. Now. Who is going to build all this? We're migrating and we're saying, excuse me, Texas, excuse me, Dallas, we're coming through and hit all the United States where we Thank needed you. our labor, where we needed our labor. <laughs> we finished building Dallas. I remember, I was raised in the 60s. I met Albert Liscom as a waiter in the Sadler Hilton. Every African-American I could think of that were low and so, they were working 
in our hotels. Mm -hmm. There were housekeeping in our hotels. Mm -hmm. Who is there now? Who is full around you, Dallas, Texas, and who serves those hotels? Migrants are coming in and they're bypassing and they're going to go build fast, rapid transit systems and who is going to supervise these people? Who is going to? I mean, it's just anonymous what all this is going through. We're going right through here. I see everything here in Dallas being built by Latinos, Mexicans, Mayans, Aztecs. All is being built under construction. And I don't, I don't just understand where does all that skill come from or is it skill? They built a house. Two houses and three houses in one day. Builders. They roofed three or four houses a day. Roofers. Mm -hmm. Roofers. I mean, do you see them in Interstate 35 pouring concrete? And you just see them. Uh, where is it? You see them building Southwest. Uh, uh, get, get to your point. What, what's your point on this? Get to your point. The point is, where, why this whole thing say stop them from coming? Stop them from coming. Who? Them. Who? Well, let me ask you something. Who was doing all that before they came? And, well, they came, but they were run out of the United States back in 53 by Eisenhower. Eisenhower is the one who demonized these people, started calling them wetbacks. Eisenhower did. A Republican administration did this. And then they came on. You know who built houses and bridges and infrastructure in the United States? African Americans. And some white men. A lot of white men uh, did uh, construction work. But they didn't want to pay the wages that these people were demanding because this, this was skilled labor. Brick masonry and different things like this was skilled labor and they, they just, and they wanted, uh, 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 skilled pay. But what they did, they went to Central and South America and brought those in and didn't pay them skilled labels at that time. Paid them low wages to do skilled jobs. This is how jobs was taken away. This is the maneuver that the power structure put on African Americans. Poor white Americans, even Hispanic Americans who was working then. See, Hispanic Americans always been a part of it, but they did not dominate it like they do, did now because they cut those labor down, those steel labor jobs down and then, but they have brought it back up to good labor to good money. So let's tell the whole truth about this situation. Okay. The, so, the whole truth about the situation is this. There have always been a divide and conquer uh, way of doing things with way Europeans have done it. Divide and conquer. You can't afford to fall for this because that no particular group should hold the, the, the titles and all of this, whatever we might want to call it, on any particular situation. If you see that, there's some discrimination somewhere. No particular group, no particular group should be able to 
dominate everything where you don't see nobody else. That's wrong. Well, this is the point that I'm coming, Reverend. Mm-hmm. The, the solution will eventually be if they see them the right to passage to citizenship, then they will have the right to vote. And that's power, the power to vote. Now, well, that's what the Democrats are playing, card, playing politics. Uh huh. If I can give them a green card, come and do this, uh, that skill level with low wages and send them right back home. Come yeah. over here, but I'll never give you the right to vote. I'll yeah, well, I, I mean, $5 an hour? Yeah. $10 an hour? I'm a good, I, I'm up against a break. Hey, they signal for me to get, take a break. Thank you for your call and coming. We'll be right back. Back, we got about eight minutes, and uh, let's take some calls. And uh, please, we try to get as many in as we can. Uh, who do we have? All right, this is Dolores. Dolores, all right, good morning, Dolores. Good morning, uh, uh Dr. Barnett. How are yes. you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Okay, I want to let you know I got my one time shot finally. You got it. Okay, good. I did. <laughs> uh, uh, that that paper that came in in in, in the in the uh, water bill mm-hmm. that was for the, for strictly for you to put your name on the list. I finally got oh, the person. Good. And the lady told good. me. I told her, let me speak with someone that can speak English. I talked to this lady and she told me that well they finna give it at CBS and and uh, Walgreens and and uh, she told me how to do it. Get mm-hmm. on there about five o'clock in the morning, five by five o'clock. Say she had her next niece to do it for her. Mm-hmm. I got my niece to do it for me. She didn't know how, but they had something on the on on the uh air on, by her, from her church, and and so after church she brought it up to the ladies and they told her how to do it. She called me that Friday morning. She said, "Well, I I hear the line about twenty or thirty minutes. I finally got in. I got to get all your information." They mm-hmm. gave me an appointment for the next day, which was Saturday. Where'd you, where'd you get your shot? CVS on Gaston. CVS on Gaston? Uh-huh. Uh, and so other people can go maybe uh, who's trying to get a shot but can't. But, but can't. look at here. Uh-huh. He called me the other day. She said, I tried, to, I, I tried to get me one. I said, yeah. They said they, say they didn't have any more. They run out of it. Out of it. Ah, okay. You had to go to the two-time shots, you know, the Pfizer. Well, I need somebody to call me, find some place that you got your shot that may not, because that, that's disheartening. You go and see a, a line a mile long, and, you know. Uh, hey, if y'all have some uh, quick places, y'all call and let us know. I want everybody to get your shot. I got my second shot this past see, Thursday. I, I was blessed. I got the one. You got the one? Well, I've gotten well, both of they, them they now. Give you, they, uh-huh. they tell you what time your appointment is. I got one the next, very next And they day. treat you so courteous, don't they? That's right. And I wonder what's going on. I was wondering, why, why are they so courteous about this thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> they want to get I, you I in there. I understand it. And, you know, I, I, I live right behind the fair park. You know, they done made a parking lot back there. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that car be lined up every time for those jobs. Well, front and back, really, it's a circle yeah. almost. We it's... cannot even leave our home to get across town. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it seems like, here's what I've said from the very beginning. The federal government should have took over this thing from the very beginning. Uh-huh. This never should have been a states' rights thing. Thing, you know, uh-huh. we we didn't learn from the civil rights movement. We don't need no states' rights on on, on almost everything. Oh no, you don't need I'm that. Telling you, yeah. So uh, once the feds got into it, see, Trump wanted to turn this thing over to a states' rights thing. He knew that, that, that how that would end up. But Biden has done a good job with uh-huh. this particular project. He's done a good job with this. And he, I think he said uh, what was it? Um, uh, a million people in uh, uh, so many millions in 100 days. But he did it in 55 days. They show he can be approved. If the feds would get in and go just roll their sleeves up and go to work and do what they need to be doing. This is a this nation, the highest form of government is the federal government and the feds should have took this from the very beginning. All righty. And like the man was talking about Al Lipscomb, if Al Lipscomb had been living, my house wouldn't be in the shape it's in now. Mm-hmm. I went to Leo Cheney, Carol and David, Diane Rashville. These people piped my house for gas that was working on my house. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They, and they, I they, they did what? They, did, they worked for you? But the other, I had to sit in the Well, here, here's the thing about it. When you get people like uh, Dan Ragsdale, Carolyn Davis, uh, just, you know, uh, these are people who really work for their community. But they want to, they'll bring you in some high pollutant. They, 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 they think they're tricking you. They think they, they think you're going to go for that mess. But I just don't believe that people will be tricked out of their good representatives. I just you know, don't think if, so. If they had came when I asked them to, they would have would have seen how these people did my house. Yeah, all right. Oh, but honey, I wish I could. Could I? Could I just write you a letter? All right, yeah. go right ahead, and uh, I tell you what, I'm I, I'm I've run out of time. Uh, let me uh let, let me, let's take another call. Right, right to right Keno in. They'll give you the address and everything. All right. Okay. All right. We have a call from Robert. All right. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Dr. Barnett. How are you doing morning. this morning, man? It's great. You know, one of the problems that, that we have faced, you know, in the past about jobs and blacks working, see, they, they dropped a dope in our community. You know, it was like the atomic dope bomb that was dropped mm-hmm. on the black community in the 60s. You know, and in the 70s, they come up with the Superfly movies and telling you how to be slick. In, in 1980s, they dropped that crack cocaine, and then they mm-hmm. took all the jobs out of our community. Mm-hmm. We are still suffering. You know, uh, the the Japanese and Hiroshima when they dropped the bomb on them, you know, they was able to recover. But see, that dope they they allowed that dope to stay. Well, they they did the same thing in China. You remember opium? They put over there and stopped the people from protesters, protesting and saying for your right. They always got a trick for us, and we seem to always uh, call for a trick. These things, uh, uh, like you, know, you wrote, the politicians need to be standing up and calling out things, like uh, cocaine, crack, and all this other mess. 
They need to be screaming and hollering about redlining. Uh, there are so yeah, many they things. Have, they, that, have, they, <laughs> have dope houses. they have dope houses in our yeah. community, mm-hmm. and they're in line like they're at a fast food restaurant. I know. But the thing about it, people would call the police. I'm going to tell you what now. Don't ever think the law enforcement wasn't in on this deal. They called the police and the police wouldn't come or else the police would identify who called them. Let's tell the whole truth about this whole thing. And uh, see, I now when that, some of this happened one day, and I called Carolyn Arnold and told her about this was going on. Stop that. And uh, they had to put a stop. But I got to put a stop to this right now because I'm completely out of time. And uh, thank you for calling. Next time, call earlier and try to get in. So the Lord bless you. Keep y'all. See y'all tomorrow morning, 930. Uh, Marion Barnett Sr. To our, on Facebook. We'll be right back. We, uh, no, we won't. We'll be gone. Bye. You know what I'm saying? What? Yep, yep.